TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below-the-waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Hope everybody's having a good day. Happy Monday to you. Hope everybody had a great weekend and hope everybody is enjoying themselves and hope everybody had uh, some time to uh, decompress about the news that we heard on Sunday. Quarterback Drew Brees walking away from the NFL after 20 seasons, 15 of those seasons were with the New Orleans Saints. And we had a great show. Uh, the last show that we did, we did a tribute to Drew Brees. People called and chimed in and man, it was a great show. I actually uh, went back last night and uh, took a, a listen to it. And so many people, you know, weighed in and talked about how Drew Brees uh, affected their life. Um, you know, what he meant to them. So, uh, you know, it was it was an emotional show. Uh, I thought that it was right that we just focused mostly on Drew Brees on that episode. But now, you know, it's time to move on, man. It's time to uh, move forward. And no, I'm not saying forget about Drew Brees because I know how my words can get misconstrued. For some apparent reason, people always seem to think that I have like this personal Vendetta against Drew Brees, which I find extremely funny. Anybody been following the State of the Saints podcast, you already know that that just absolutely BS. Uh, first thing, what I need everybody to do, if you have not already, please subscribe to the channel. And if you have not already, please hit that like button. You know, if you're enjoying the show, really would appreciate that. And thank you all so much for those that donated to the State of the Saints podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. Look, man, it's time to move forward. Uh, you know, this is a business. Um, the NFL is a business. The New Orleans Saints is an extension of the NFL business. And, you know, we are Saints fans. Um, that is what binds us together. Uh, Drew Brees was the glue that kind of held this team together throughout the years. But 
The New Orleans Saints is an organization that needs to think about life outside of Drew Brees and life after Drew Brees. And, you know, the question on everyone's mind is who is going to be the starting quarterback for the 2021 football season? And there were so many names that were thrown out there, names that were emailed to me, inboxed to me, uh, expressed <laughs> on my Facebook page for all those that uh, follow me. And thank you all so much for those that follow uh, my personal page. Uh, but, you know, the question is, who are we going to get? I, I've, I've heard names like Deshaun Watson, which is, I mean, that is a stretch. Uh, I heard names like, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford before he got traded to the Rams. Uh, I heard names like Russell Wilson. And, you know, that's a little bit of a stretch. The most likely player that is going to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints next season is Jameis Winston. You know, that that's just what it is. Jameis Winston most likely is going to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. And I think we as Saints fans, we need to embrace that. We need to accept that. And we have to come to grips with it. Uh, Drew Brees is gone. Drew Brees is gone. He decided to retire. And it's, and it's, it's sad. It's, it makes us pretty somber. But, I mean, that's just the reality of the thing. You know, I, I just feel like we need to give Drew Brees, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I think we need to, you know, remember Drew Brees for what he gave to this city. But also we just need to embrace the fact that that Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback. And, and I, I hear people, you know, picking on Jameis Winston, calling them old crab legs, uh, saying that he not the answer. First off, how do you know? How do you know that he's not the answer? How do you know that Jameis Winston can't turn a corner? How do you know that Jameis Winston can't resurrect his career? See, I think we already, for some apparent reason, think that we have read the book on someone's life. You know, like if, if he goes out there, he doesn't play well, all of a sudden we just automatically just think that the guy is terrible. We, we we read the introduction to the book and we think we we figured out the whole book. But I don't think the book has been written on the career of Jameis Winston. That, that's just my honest opinion. And I feel like what if we did the same thing to Drew Brees? I mean, Drew Brees got benched. Drew Brees uh, wasn't the answer in San Diego so much that they decided to go get Phillip Rivers. And I think sometimes we tend to forget that because – we read the entire book on the, on the football life of Drew Brees. And now we can sit back and say, oh, that was the right decision. But once upon a time, when Drew Brees marched into Metairie, Louisiana, to the Saints facility, a lot of us didn't know what to think about this. Okay, we didn't know what to expect from Drew Brees. We didn't expect Drew Brees to be throwing 80,000 yards. If you did, you're alive. You didn't expect Drew Brees to throw for 500 plus touchdowns. If you did, you're alive. You didn't think that Drew Brees would be the all time leader in completion percentage or have the most 5,000 yard seasons. If you did, you're alive. That, I mean, he had to build his resume, he had to build trust. And I get it. I get it, man. 
Have you ever been in a relationship and maybe you're coming out of a relationship and it, and it wasn't really good? You know, like maybe the trust wasn't there. Maybe you, you gave your all to somebody and they broke your heart. I mean, I've been there, man. I know some of you probably been there yourself. And then that next person come along and you're very, very, very cautious. You're cautious about dropping the L word. You're cautious about some of the things that you do. You're, you're, you're cautious about some of the things that you, you trust that person with. All because you got your feelings hurt. That's us as Saints fans. We have gotten our feelings hurt so many times that we automatically are very skeptical about trusting individuals. But I said this on a couple shows before. We need to embrace the change. We need to understand that there are going to be some growing pains. <laughs> Once upon a time, man, when Drew Brees first got here, there were some growing pains. Once again, we tend to forget those things because we read the end of the book. You know what I'm saying? We read it all the way to the end, but we tend to forget those things. And I think that we need to give Jameis Winston an opportunity. Number one, we have to understand that Jameis Winston came from a snake-bitten franchise. He came from a franchise that was struggling. He was the first pick overall coming out of Florida State for a reason. You don't get the number one overall pick if you're a Super Bowl champion or a playoff contender. You get the number one overall pick because your team is not very good. He went to a, a situation that wasn't stable, and they didn't put a lot of things around him. And some people will probably say, oh, you know, well, look at Tom Brady. He comes there. They win a Super Bowl the first year. Well, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers moved heaven and earth to make sure that all the stars were aligned in order to allow Tom Brady to be successful as the quarterback. I didn't see that same energy with James. Another thing is I trust Sean Payton. I think sometimes Sean Payton can get a little bit stagnant. Sometimes if you're around the same person, you're doing the same thing over and over again. I've said this before. Sometimes you get a little stagnant, man, when you know what a person's tendencies are. You know what they expect. I feel like Sean Payton is going to come into the 2021 season rejuve, you know what I'm saying, re rejuvenated and ready to rock and roll. And I think a lot of Saints fans are not giving Sean Payton credit for being a really good football coach. I don't think they're really giving him the credit for being a, a, a great offensive play caller and an offensive innovator. I think sometimes we tend to forget about those things, you know, like a marriage, you know. Sometimes you take that person for granted because you've been with them all those years. Oh, I didn't say I love you this morning. I'll tell her later. I'll tell them later. Uh, I didn't put the trash out, but uh, she know I, I, my heart was in the right place. She know I'd do it if if I needed to. I mean, she already know that. Oh, she know I'll leave the light on, man. I just kind of fell asleep on the edge of the bed. We tend to forget those things because it's always been there. We take those things for granted. Sean Payton is one of the main reasons why we fell in love with Drew Brees. It was a match made in heaven. It was a combination. It was it was Sean Payton's innovation and Drew Brees' undying will to succeed that made the New Orleans Saints franchise a legit franchise over the past 15 years. 
So I'm willing to give Jameis Winston the opportunity. And for all those that probably are saying, well, TJ, what about Taysom Hill? I mean, they, they extended his, his contract. They put a couple more years onto his contract. They spread it out. Seems like to me they trust Taysom Hill. Look, I'm, not, I'm in no way dismissing Taysom Hill. If Taysom Hill goes out there in the offseason and he comes back to training camp and he looks like a new quarterback and he's throwing the ball with zip, he has good timing and he's putting the ball where it needs to be, I feel like he's going to have a great opportunity. You know, I think he's going to have a great, wonderful opportunity to be a starter. But I feel like it's going to be a long shot because I'm pretty sure that Jameis Winston representation along with Jameis Winston wants the Saints to commit to him as being the starter. So it might be an uphill climb for Taysom Hill to be the starter for the New Orleans Saints, but I can see him in his Swiss Army backup role that he's been playing over the past couple years. I think that Sean Payton respects and wants to utilize Taysom Hill's skill set, but I just don't feel like Taysom Hill is a 17-game quarterback. I think that you can win games with Taysom. You know, if somebody get injured, you know, you come up with a game plan in a midnight hour, you know, and, and he can go out there and execute enough for you to win. But down in, down out, game in, game out, I don't see that. You know, I just feel like uh, Jameis Winston in a better situation can be a much better version of himself. And I feel like with Taysom, it's pretty much what you see is what you get. And I'm by no means content with just these two being the quarterbacks on his team. I think the New Orleans Saints need to draft another quarterback. Now, I don't think it needs to be a first-round pick because I feel like they got bigger fish to fry, especially getting rid of Janoris Jenkins and, and you know, getting rid of Quan Alexander and, you know, Alex Azzalone about to go into free agency. I think they need to draft a linebacker or a cornerback. But I do feel like if you have somebody maybe in the third round that's appealing to you, you know, with that compensatory pick that you got, I think you need to draft yourself somebody. A little bit of an insurance policy. You know, and, and you know, the contract that Jameis Winston needs to sign doesn't need to be a long-term commitment because Jameis Winston hasn't proved that he's worth you investing in him long term. You know, yeah, that 62-yard touchdown was great, and it gave us a little bit of uh, hope. And, you know, it probably raised a couple eyebrows and, you know, had a couple of GMs looking at the TV. But Jameis Winston has a lot of work to do in order to reconstruct his reputation. Now, I do feel like Jameis Winston was, I don't know, unfairly – uh, judge because I feel like some other quarterbacks out here they've been given opportunities like Mitchell Trubisky's like Sam Darnold guys like that guys that they'll say oh well what about the coaching what about the coaching they never really had good coaching you know they, they don't really give Jameis Winston that that same type of leeway which I don't understand why but I'm willing to see and I honestly feel like this is it for Jameis Winston this is it. Like, you don't get no better than a Saints offense, and you don't get no better than a, a, a play caller like Sean Payton. It, it's almost like they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. 
Well, if Jameis Winston can't make it in New Orleans, I doubt if he can make it anywhere because I don't think he can find a better situation because Sean Payton is going to utilize his strengths before he instills other nuances inside of Jameis Winston. That's just the way Sean Payton works. Sean Payton calls the quarterbacks into the room. He asks them, what plays are good for you? What plays do you are, are you comfortable with? And they and they tell him. And he builds an offensive game plan around the things that make those quarterbacks comfortable. And then all of a sudden, you know, once he gets comfortable, then Sean Payton will start introducing him to different, uh, you know, different offensive strategies. So if Jameis Winston can't succeed in New Orleans, I don't know if Jameis Winston can succeed anywhere else. I'm serious. I, I can't think of a better situation he could go to. Maybe the 49ers if they want to go on from Jimmy Garoppolo because I, I have a lot of uh, respect for Kyle Shanahan. Or, you know, if he went to the Rams with Sean McVay, which they don't need him. It has to be somebody that has a strong offensive innovation, uh, an innovative mind in order for him to succeed. And it, it don't get no better than this. If he can't, if he can't successfully succeed in New Orleans, I think we pretty much have to close the book seriously on Jameis Winston. But thank you all so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Let's go ahead and go to the comments. Uh, let's see. I'm going to start at the top. Let's go ahead and start at the top, man, because I'm uh, pretty sure you all have something, some things interesting to say. So let's start with Rudy. Rudy says, I believe this is Jameis Winston's team. I mean, Drew said it himself. Yeah, Rudy, look, I'm willing to give the guy a chance. Get a guy opportunity. I'm willing to do that. I am willing to give Jameis Winston an opportunity. I feel like you need to give Jameis Winston an opportunity. And I feel like anybody that's out here prejudging this guy, you know, I'm talking about as a New Orleans Saint, not as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, okay? Because to me, that's kind of irrelevant. And then if you want to judge this guy, you got to judge this guy based on his entire time in Tampa. Because it's not – People make it seem like this dude was like Stony Case or Scott Mitchell or, or you know, I don't know, uh, you know, Tutti Aposopo or something like that. You know, like throwing interceptions left and right, acting like this is, uh, uh, you know, like, come on, man. Like this guy had one bad season. For the most part, he had a, a fair share of interceptions, you know, average, uh, average amount of interceptions you'll see, uh, you know, uh, average, a little bit above average quarterback would have. I feel like the, the season that he had in interception, I feel like it just amplifies anything that he did. But I think people are forgetting about some of the solid seasons that he had. And I, I think that we need to judge this guy accordingly. Our Ote, saving money, maybe trade for Russell Wilson. Uh, look, if, if, if they're talking about Jameis Winston, that's who we're going to get. You know, like that, that's just what it is. If they're talking about negotiating with Jameis Winston, which all sources and everybody that I've talked to are indicating, Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback. And I, I get it. You know, we want to go with something that's stable. We want to go with something that we know is a proven product like Russell Wilson. But it don't seem like that's a, that don't seem like that's going to be the number one option. Now, if they can't agree to terms with Jameis, maybe, you know, the numbers don't line up or something like that. I can see the Saints possibly, uh, you know, going all in to get somebody else. We all know if the Saints 
the Saints will spare no expense if they like somebody. We seen this with Jadavion Clowney. You know, we seen them try to move all type of things around and do unconventional things to get them. So if the Saints want to get Russell Wilson, if this doesn't pan out with Jameis, trust and believe he will be in the Saints uniform. I really just don't see Jameis as a starting quarterback. Why not? Why not? You know, that that's the question. Why not? You know, like, <laughs> we we act like people, it, it, you know, I, I find this very hypocritical, though, right? Not, not you know what I'm saying, not just what, what you're saying. You know, I just feel like it's hypocritical because it's as if we can't, we don't allow people to change. And over the past, like over the summer, and you know, last all season, you know, we talked about Drew Brees and we talked about Drew Brees' comments and everybody was talking about don't hold it against Drew Brees and that ain't who Drew Brees is and all this kind of stuff. And I feel like how is it on one hand we can give somebody the benefit of the doubt? For on one hand, when we want to, when we want to give that person the benefit of the doubt. But then we'll turn around and just completely wipe and write a person off. You know what I'm saying? Just basically because of, for the simple fact, we don't like them. Or they're not Drew Brees. See, the thing about it is we want now, we're so spoiled as Saints fans, we expect every quarterback to come in to be exactly like Drew Brees. Button this button all the way to the top, upstanding citizen, uh, say all the right things, do all the right things, all up in the community, all up in the videos, shaking hands, kissing babies, politicking, you know, like they're about to go on Capitol Hill. But everybody is not like that. Everybody's not wired like that. Everybody is not, you know, is going to be a, a Drew Brees type guy. And this guy made some mistakes in his career. You know, he made mistakes. And I, I, I don't understand, like, why we continuously hold this stuff against this guy. I trust what's going on in the locker room. I trust the players. I trust the coaches. From what was told to me, this guy has done everything right. He has shown up early, left late, has mirrored everything, mostly what Drew Brees was doing as far as with the work ethic. He was a sponge. He absorbed all this information. People liked his command of the huddle. They liked his zip on the football. So maybe the guy was, you know, making mistakes when he was a kid. Don't we all make mistakes when we young? I mean, are we are we? Are we the are we the people that we are today? Were we those same people when we were young? I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm gonna just call myself out. When I was young in college, you know what I was trying to do? I was trying to skirt chase. I was trying to sneak into dorm rooms. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I was doing like all type of crazy, unnecessary things. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do all these these crazy things to try to. You know, make my make my homeboys, you know what I'm saying? Give me that, oh, that's my boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, say all kind of things, trying to impress women. That's what I did as a kid. Stupid, silly, sophomoric things. But at the age of 34, as a husband and a father, you ain't about to catch me doing these things. You know what I'm saying? You used to catch me at the club, man, hitting my hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being real. Now, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 at the house. You know, y'all, y'all see Paxton on the show. You know, I'm, I'm in dad mode. I'm in husband mode. Life has a way of changing you. Situations have a way of changing you. So I don't understand like why people don't give this guy an opportunity. Get this guy an opportunity. The same opportunity you gave Drew. 
Drew was a six-foot-tall, 200-pound quarterback with a bum arm. But he came into this organization and he legitimized it. Why can't we give this guy the same opportunity? Why can't we give this guy a chance? Oh, he took crab legs. Oh, he took crab legs. Oh, he got up on the table in the, in, in the student union. So what? I mean, he's not doing that stuff now. Give this guy opportunity. Give this guy opportunity to, to resurrect his career. Give, like, if he goes out there and he stinks it up, okay. All right. Like, you, you got me. Hook, line, and sinker. You can come on the State of Saints podcast and say, I told you, TJ, it was a bad idea. We shouldn't have trusted him in the first place. But get a guy opportunity. Give him opportunity. We so quick to write people off. We wrote Alvin Kamara off last year. This year he had one of his best seasons of his career. You know, like Michael Thomas had his best statistical uh, season last season. Guy get hurt. Now we're trying to write him off. Like, give guys the opportunity to resurrect themselves. Give these guys opportunity to make up for, for what they lacked. That, that's all I'm saying, man. Give this guy opportunity. You know, if, if, if he sucks, then cool. Like I said, feel free. I will, I will open the phone lines up wide open for you to tell me how wrong I am. And look, I'll, I'll roll up and I'll have a big bowl of crow. But as of right now, I'm just not going to write a guy off for the simple fact of what he did when he was a youth or what he did in another team's uniform. When you had all those things working against that dude. Come on, man. We played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twice a season. We know how bad they were. We know they ain't really had much around this dude. So how on one hand can we look at that and understand that on one hand, but then if he comes to the organization, oh man, he suck. How? We we seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers how bad they were. We know that these guys were struggling. So how can you write this guy off when you know his situation was not a good one? Seriously. That's that's all I'm asking. Why can't we give this guy a chance? Why can't we give this guy a fair shake? Somebody somebody answer that question in the comments for me. Why can't we give Jameis Winston an opportunity? Why can't we give him the same type of leeway as we would give someone else? Will the Saints bring back the hammer Latavius Murray? Uh pretty sure they probably will. It push if he if he isn't gone yet, then it's probably a chance that they really try hard to keep him. Cam Newton made the same mistakes. No one is talking about him. Exactly. You know, like Cam Newton. I mean, we, we forget he went to the University of Florida, end up stealing, you know, getting kicked off the team, had to go to a, a community college. Then he went to Auburn. And the rest is history. Heisman Trophy winner. First overall pick. League MVP. And then on top of that, we tend to forget that at the beginning of Cam Newton's career, even though his first game he threw 400 yards, he still has some up and down seasons. He still struggled with, you know, inaccurate passes, which it, it plagued him throughout his career. But he got a, co- a better coordinator to work with him, and he had an MVP-type season. 
I, I see the same skill set with a Jameis Winston. Minus the fact that Cam Newton at that particular time was, you know, can hurt you with his legs. I just say get a guy opportunity. Anybody that don't want to get this guy opportunity, I would like to know why. Somebody give me a legitimate reason. And it can't be just because I don't think he the answer. I need a legitimate reason why you feel like he is not the answer. That, that's all I want to know. Why do you think he's not the answer? And it, it can't be like if you're talking about oh, he because he took crab legs or he stood up on a table, that ain't good enough for me. That ain't good enough for me. They act like these players not human. Exactly. You know, like people make mistakes. You know, I, I, I only heard about two perfect people ever. That was Jesus and Job. That's the only two people I ever heard that was perfect. They, the Bible says Job was perfect and upright. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Jesus was perfect. That's the only two people I ever, I ever heard that was perfect. Everybody made mistakes. And as, as my grandfather would say, if you don't feel like you made mistakes, keep living. It's about growth. It's about what you do after you make those mistakes. Get a guy a chance. That's, that's all I'm saying. Get a guy a chance. TJ, they act like they don't remember them Dicker and Hazlitt days. Probably don't. Probably don't, Terry. Probably don't. Man, we gotta we gotta understand. Like, and I'm I'm embracing it, man. But we getting old. You know what I'm saying? For all my all my mid-30, 40, you know, yo's out there, we getting old. And, and you have to realize that, uh, like like my boy Glenn, shouts out to Glenn, who called yesterday, said he painted the field. Guy say he's 26 or 27 years old. My bad, Glenn, if I can't remember your exact age. And he said, you know, all you remember was, was Drew Brees. He remembers some of those days back then, but he was a kid. Think about that. This man about to hit 30 in a couple years. And most of his, like, most of his teenage and adult memories they 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 involve Drew Brees. Think about that. So they probably don't. They probably don't remember some of the half Hasler days like we do. They probably they probably don't remember the game where you know when uh Aaron Bruce threw the ball to Boo Williams. Boo Williams had the first down. He jumped back and got tackled and got a turnover on down. They lost the game. They probably don't remember that. They probably don't remember the hook and lateral game against Jacksonville. They probably don't remember that, that Halloween game versus the Cleveland Browns with the Hail Mary. You know, they, they probably don't remember that. They probably don't remember when Jason Day was getting smoked by Andre Johnson in that Texan game. They probably don't remember when, what Robert, well, they probably remember the Robert Griffin the third game when he lit him up on his first game. But they probably don't remember some of these games, man. They probably don't remember the Ray Zellers and the, and the Mario Bates and you know what I'm saying? Like, they probably don't remember the Craig Ironhead Haywoods, the Dalton Hilliards, the Vince Bucks, the Toy Cooks. They probably don't. I'm not holding it against them. We just old. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just getting up there in age. Well, we can remember those, you know, we can remember the Cha-Ching Saints. You know what I'm saying? We remember the rally commercial Cha-Ching. Some of us don't. I'm probably wondering what the hell am I talking about right now? What is Cha-Ching? Look it up. Look it up. 
I'm riding with Jameis. Terry, thank you so much. Appreciate that comment. Rudy says, uh, Antonio Harris, I agree. I've been a Saint fan during the late 90s uh, and, and early 20s. Well, I know you ain't been a Saint fan since I guess you've been like in his early 20s. I about to say the early 20s. <laughs> Man, you was, you was rolling with the Acme Packers back <laughs> in the 20s. <laughs> you know, shoot. I uh, already see that. Shouts out to Terry. Count says to everyone uh, uh, coming at James, let's take a look at your lives to see the mistakes that you have made. Uh, don't judge a book by its worst page. I Look, I agree with that. I agree with it. It's the Drew Brees effect. Drew, It's the Drew Brees effect. Anything, <laughs> anything that James does or Taysom does is going to be compared to Drew Brees. I said yesterday, shouts out to Daryl when he called. It's amazing I can just remember you people. I said when I was talking to Daryl, I said it's, it's easy to be the man after the man instead of the man, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the second man, you know what I'm saying, the man after the man. It's, it's better to be the man after the man after the man. There it is. Better to be the man after the man after the man instead of the man after the man. Because if you're the man after the man, you're being compared to the greatness of the man. And if you are the man after the man after the man, then you're being compared to that person. And you're like, oh, man, can't get no worse than that. So whoever it is going to have big shoes to fill. And we all know that and, and, and miss me with the nonsense. Majority of the, you know, I won't say majority, but a strong percent of Saint fans are going to be evaluating whoever the quarterback is with a fine two comb. They're going to say things like Drew would have made that pass, or oh, uh, Drew would have seen that read. Drew would have threw the ball away because he wouldn't have took that sack. I know I'm not lying. You know I ain't lying. It's going to be compared. Whoever whoever the quarterback is, is going to be compared to Drew Brees. You can't help it. But the thing about it is you can't compare the next quarterback to Drew because it's not fair to that quarterback. There's a great debate going on right now on social media about the movie Coming to America, the, 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 uh, Coming to America 2. And everybody's uh, talking about this movie. Was it good? Was it bad? That that's That's what everybody's talking about. And I looked at it. My wife kind of brought it to my attention because – I was ready to write it off. I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, I, I think it could have been better this, that, and the third. And my wife was like, it's because you're comparing it to the first movie. The first movie was a cult classic. It's a timeless classic. So, of course, you have that first movie in the back of your mind. So you're, you know, you know subconsciously evaluating the second movie based on the first. And you can't help it. It's just human nature. That's just the way we do it, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're if we talking about Reverend Brown or something like that, you know what I'm saying? We'll say, man, Reverend Brown went like that on the first movie, you know? Of course, Reverend Brown, you know what I'm saying, in this in this climate, wouldn't, wouldn't live, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody is, like, you know, really sensitive about some of these issues that's going on. I mean, this whole cancer culture thing we got going, is cancer culture real? Right. So if you're comparing Reverend Brown to the 1988 classic when he was, I want y'all to tie that knot. I'm going to pray for you. 
And I want you to hold on to God's unchanging hands. Of course, <laughs> if you're comparing that one to the modern day Reverend Brown, I mean, of course, you're going to think that it's not the same. You know, so if you're comparing Jameis to Drew, it's not fair to Jameis. Because Jameis is not Drew. And he can't be Drew. It's impossible. So, yeah. Drew Brees wasn't all perfect because I wouldn't want to keep throwing interceptions in the playoffs and losing each year. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But there's no such thing as, you know what I'm saying, is well, I won't say ain't no such thing as flawless quarterback play, but Drew Brees did have his faults as well. He did make mistakes. You know, I know some of us don't want to admit it, but he did. And some of us can't decipher when somebody's being critical of Drew Brees. They can't. If you're critical of him, all of a sudden you just hate him. Oh, he hates Drew Brees. Uh, in the back of your mind, you just can't wait for him to retire. Okay, whatever, dude. You know what I'm saying? You weren't with me shooting in the gym. You weren't there. You weren't, you weren't there. You know, the, they said the, the, the greatest love that you can have for a person, you know what I'm saying, is to love that person enough to criticize them when they do wrong. When you love somebody... You want them to be at their best. You know, like, you. I, I wouldn't want to leave the house looking bad and my wife don't stop me and say, babe, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you can put something else on. I, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't have me out here looking crazy. Like, if it's something that I can fix, if it's something that I can, you know, can do to make me better, why not? That don't mean that you hate me. I don't understand this culture today. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't understand how people can just just automatically just assume things. Like it, it's as if people don't know how to, you know, interpret. You know, oral interpretation was a class that I took when I was in school. And you know, you would get up and you would give speeches, and the class would basically critique you on that speech, and they had to, you know. Talk about the, the the underlying meanings of of the things that you were saying and what it represents and this, that, and the third. I feel like a lot of people are lacking that because I don't think people understand what constructive criticism is. And I get it because I was one of those people. I was one of those people, man. When I when I stood in front of class, I thought I did a outstanding job and and my professor ripped my, my speech to shreds. It was hard for me to accept that. It was hard for me to understand fully that he was just doing that to help me. So when the next time it was my turn, that I would do a better job. Some of us can't decipher that for some reason. We just automatically just make it an open and shut case and we need to stop that. We miss out on some great information by just reading the title on an article. That like We, we do this all the time. We read the, the main topic. We read the, the title of the article. And all of a sudden, we go running and telling all our friends. Like, for example, they got some people right now that really honestly believe, okay, Taser Mill got four years, $140 million, and probably cussing to the high heavens that the Saints did this. Not realizing, if you read the article, that a lot of that is voidable money. It's a voidable contract. So just imagine that. So that is one of the reasons why I feel like we have to understand and learn 
how to, uh, to ask the questions. Well, what do you mean? Like, what are you saying? Instead of us just automatically assuming that we got everything correctly. The case in point, Jameis Winston. The story has yet to be told about a 27-year-old quarterback. 27 years old. This is going to be a nitpicking season for Jameis. Absolutely. Nothing but jump balls and inaccuracies. Uh, That's absolutely untrue. That's absolutely untrue. And that's the thing. Go look at Drew Brees' stats over the last few years in New Orleans and put it up against Jameis Winston's stats. And you will find that Drew Brees threw his fair share of interceptions. See, once again, we're reading. We, we tend to forget about the things that occurred because of what's in front of us right now. And you know what I'm saying? This is just the, the, the world that we're living in, this microwave world that we're living in. You know what I'm saying? One thing comes up, then something else takes its place, and we tend to forget about the last thing. Right? That's just the way that it goes. But we tend to forget that Drew Brees was doing, throwing double-digit interceptions 15, 16, 17 interceptions. We forget about those things, you know, because of what Drew Brees, oh, he, he cut it down a single digit interceptions towards the end of his season, I mean, the end of his career. We tend to forget about the fact that he was throwing double digit interceptions and throwing them relatively at a high rate. But he never had 30 interceptions. Oh, you got me. You got me on that. But I can also make an argument that Bruce Arians, Every quarterback that he was the coach of always had a high number of interceptions. Every time he had a quarterback that was under his toolage, always had a high number of interceptions. If they were around a 10, 11, then they'll probably go up to about almost 19 to 20. But we tend to forget those things because it, it don't help our argument. It's best for us to just say that Jameis Winston is a lost cause. And yes, I am up here trying to defend Jameis Winston because I feel like people are not looking at this objectively. Or oh, anybody but him. We'll talk about Jameis Winston and we'll talk about, oh, we don't know what he'll do in the playoffs, but we'll look at the fact, oh, we want Russell Wilson. Well, I love Russell Wilson, but he ain't been lights out in the playoffs. If it wasn't for the Legion of Boom those first two years, those back-to-back Super Bowls, I mean, the way Russell Wilson was playing, man, my goodness, they would not have been there. You don't believe me? Go back and watch that NFC Championship game versus the Packers. Yes, he threw the pass to Tyler Lockett to uh, seal the game and go to the Super Bowl in overtime. But he played bad. He threw like maybe two or three interceptions in that game. Last playoff game against the Rams, he played hard. But bring him in. Oh, he's a proven commodity. I hate to say it, man, but the most success that the Seattle Seahawks had, and like I said, I love Russell. I love his passion. I love his tenacity. You know what I'm saying? I think he would be a good fit in New Orleans, but I got to I gotta call it the way it is, folks. He has not played good in the playoffs. And if it wasn't for a great defense, probably wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl. If it wasn't for Marshawn Lynch, probably wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl. So we can't just automatically just assume because, you know what I'm saying, we were to get him, 
oh, all our problems will be over. We can't. He was always a frustrating quarterback to play against twice a year. I think he will be a good quarterback with Peyton designing the system around his talents like he did for Drew. I agree. I agree. I've seen Jameis Winston come from behind. Like, I, I look, I understand the Saints were in the playoffs. I think it was like 2017. He ended up like throwing a, a you know game-winning touchdown in overtime. I know y'all probably remember that. Yeah, I think he threw it to Mike Evans in the back of the end zone. So it's not like this guy can't, it's like, it's not like this guy can't deliver. I seen, I seen the Saints play the Rams get beat. Jameis Winston goes out there to Los Angeles and put up about 400 yards and 40 some points. So for people to just say that, man, just write this guy off. I mean, I just don't understand. I don't. How you know like guys can can change the narrative in the right system? How long have you watched football? I have seen way worse quarterbacks than Winston. Can you name them? Man, I can name plenty of worse quarterbacks than Winston. Go look at Drew from his San Diego Charger days. Thank you very much, Donald. Thank you. Drew was an average quarterback when he came to New Orleans. <laughs> right. I can make an argument that. Jameis Winston was a better quarterback than Drew was when he was in San Diego. But we trusted Drew, though. We trusted him. I saw Jameis throw a lot of rainbows in his final season with the Bucs. The ability is never in question. I hope he resigns in New Orleans. The Crab Lake Bandit can't save you. It's not about saving us. See, the thing about it is that's, that's what people tell you. See, we need to get out that narrative about, oh, you know what I'm saying, a quarterback position. That's that's what's going to win you everything. That's not true. If that's the case, then the Saints should have had about six, seven Super Bowls. Because when Drew Brees was in his prime, you can arguably say that he was probably top two, top three quarterback. So if that was it, then the Saints should have been in a Super Bowl every single year. But here's the thing. You have to have a team around you. Tampa Bay. I know y'all happy and y'all want to pound your chest and talk about y'all the Super Bowl champs, but let's remember, if, if if you all, based on Tom Brady's performance in the playoffs, if it was based on his shoulders, you guys wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl. It's about complimentary football. It's about having a quarterback that can make a right the right decision, align with a good running game, and a solid defense. That is what it's all about. That is what's going to get you over the hump. And sometimes it's going to have to take your defense to help out your offense and vice versa. See, this isn't basketball. If you got two of the best players on your team, you can go to the NBA Finals and win it. It's not like that. In football, it's a team sport. It's a team sport. I don't fall into the older quarterback. See, the quarterback is sexy to talk about because he's the guy holding the ball. He's the, he's the leader of the team. He's the guy that's that's basically low-hanging fruit. He's the guy that always has the ball, so therefore you can always make an argument and say that he is responsible for what goes on in the game. But the quarterback can throw 400 yards and four touchdowns, and the defense can't stop a nosebleed, and you still lose. 
So I don't I don't buy that whole quarterback thing. Do quarterbacks have to win you games from time to time? Absolutely. But do quarterbacks supposed to win you games every Sunday? Absolutely not. No, I, I don't believe that. I think you need solid quarterback play game in, game out. But you definitely can win games with solid quarterback play game in, game out if you have a good defense and a good running game. It's possible. It's, it's, it's obtainable to win a Super Bowl because there are going to come a time when your quarterback cannot deliver for you. There's going to come a time when your quarterback will not be the best player on the field on that day. And you need somebody else to step up. And, and as far as all these people out here that's talking like the New Orleans Saints just going to fall off a cliff and been waiting for this day. Have y'all been watching the New Orleans Saints over the last couple years? Have y'all not seen Drew Brees on the sidelines injured for several weeks and a quarterback comes in and not only do they win, but they beat you, your team. They beat your team. They beat NFC South teams. It's not like they just not playing, y'all. Obviously, y'all see these games. So do y'all really just feel like the Saints are going to just fall off a cliff and just completely just get wiped off the face of the earth? Like, are you kidding me? See, that's how your team is structured. The New Orleans Saints have been building towards this day. They've been building towards life after Drew Brees. Look at the leadership of this team. Look at it. Can you really honestly, legitimately say that the Saints aren't prepared when it comes to leadership to the, for these new generation of captains to guide this team in the right direction? Are you not comfortable with Demario Davis? I am. Are you not comfortable with the leadership in the secondary of Malcolm Jenkins? Look what the heck he helped with Marcus Williams in his career. Cam Jordan. Look at Trey Hendrickson. Look at look at Carl Granderson. I mean, your boy Davenport needs some work. But can you really honestly say that you feel like there's going to be a leadership void with the Saints? I can't. So I, I really don't understand it. Like, the Saints have had the same front office for the most part for the last 15, 20 years. Mickey Loomis has been here since the early 2000s. Sean Payne has came in 06, pretty much the same coaching staff. Saints coaching staff so good that Atlanta Falcons, you guys are trying to take them away. You even tried to get Kyle Harley, the guy that's, that's doing the books and, and doing the accounting. Tried to take him away. Look at Carolina. Carolina basically took Joe Brady and, and just copy and mimic the entire Saints offensive scheme. Getting Saints players, getting getting players like Keith Kirkwood. Went go get Tommy Lee Lewis before he came back with the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater. Eli Apple. So not only did you all try to copy and paste, but you even tried to get some of the players that the Saints had to generate the same type of success. So anybody out there that's talking like, man, the Saints about to fall off the cliff. Well, I can't tell because obviously they're doing something right because two out of the three teams that, that are outside the Saints are trying to steal from them. I mean, you're biting. You know what I'm saying? You, you, 
Like, like, like Soldier Boy say, man, they copied my whole flow. So how can y'all really say with a straight face? Oh, man, you know, like, man, y'all, 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 y'all about to fall off the face of the earth. Well, you probably don't want that to happen because your whole future relies on the, the, the blueprint of what the Saints did. Sorry is a fact. You guys copied and pasted the Saints. But yet they come into these groups and talk as if they're not doing it. Am I missing something? Am I missing something here? Am, am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Like for the exception of the Tampa, shouts out to them. They did, they, you know what I'm saying? They did it the, you know what I'm saying, the, the free agent way. They went out there and they went for broke. They went to the Vegas, came back with the bag. But when it comes to Carolina, Atlanta. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, how can you fix your lips to talk about the Saints in any capacity when y'all have stole, pilfered the Saints' whole flow from getting GMs and, and play callers to replicate the Saints' success? Seriously. I, look, I, I think people was talking about Atlanta yesterday and talking about the comments of uh, – the Atlanta Falcons uh, social media page. And they said something like, you know, Drew Brees, we not going to miss you. Look, first off, they're the Falcons, all right? They're not supposed to like the Saints. They don't supposed to show class to the Saints. We don't show class to them. They don't show class to us. It's like me saying something nice about Alcorn State University. It's not going to happen. As far as, as far as I'm concerned, Alcorn is out there in the hundred acre woods with Winnie the Pooh and Tigger in them. I don't care about no Alcorn State. You'll never hear me say nothing about Alcorn State that's positive. Except for my cousin, you know what I'm saying? That's the only positive thing that ever came out of Alcorn, in my opinion. So why would I say anything positive about Alcorn, me being a Jackson State University graduate? So why would I expect the Atlanta Falcons to show some class because the quarterback that has been whooping their tail for the past 15 years finally is gone. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like the it's like Napoleon. Do you think the French are going to be excited because Napoleon is gone? You, I mean, I mean, are they going to be sad? Excuse me, that Napoleon is gone? Heck no. Nah. You think Poland is going to be happy? No. Hey, come on, man. Like... <laughs> the, the the thorn in the side of that team is gone. Now all they need is Cam Jordan to go and they straight. So I don't expect for them to say anything positive. I don't expect for them to say anything positive. Just like you don't expect for me to say nothing positive about Alcorn. I don't like Alcorn. I don't. I don't think Alcorn like Jackson State. It's the feeling is mutual. Would you say something positive about the Atlanta Falcon fan? No. Would you say anything positive about their team? No. If Matt Ryan was to retire tomorrow, would you have such great things to say about him? Thanks, Matt. No. So why would you expect for them? Why would you expect for them to say something positive, man? Why would we even get all up in up in arms about that? I, I mean, I'm not I'm not picking on nobody. I just want you to think about this objectively. Why would you want to say something positive about? Atlanta, or what would you expect for them to say something positive about the Saints? They are going to back up 
uh, because they know whoever the quarterback is, we will burn them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, McDonald's, the rest of the NFC, he is McDonald's. <laughs> Good analogy. Tell them about the gun line, TJ. <laughs> the hundred acre woods. Exactly, man. That, that's what I feel about him. TJ, watch out about the all-corn comment now. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I, I don't like him. And I don't expect for you to like Jackson State. And I'm cool with that. We're a robbery. Capital City Classic. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't expect for all-corn to say nothing nice to me. I don't expect to say nothing. I don't expect don't expect me to say nothing nice about them. We're a robbery. You know? Stop hating on Jameis Winston. That's what I'm saying. All right, Jackson State win out. Absolutely. Jackson State all day, every day. Facts. Southern University Jags. Ain't got nothing positive. I'm just joking. <laughs> now look. Except when they play Jackson State, I got a problem with Southern. But Southern will always, Southern and Grambling will always kind of hold a place in my heart because of the Bayou Classic. I'm from New Orleans, always got a special place for the Bayou Classic. But when you play Jackson State, I want Jackson State to win by 50. Winston never had an old line like the Saints. Exactly. I thought the tweet from Atlanta was a sign of respect. Yeah. I mean, about the closest of closest thing to respect you're going to get from a Falcon organization or a player. Walter Payton, Jackson State University. Absolutely. One of the greatest running backs of all time. Was it more Sean Payton or Drew Brees? Combination of both. And, and, and you all, man, look. Sean Payton going to embrace this. I think Sean, like, I think Sean Payton is excited to embrace this new chapter. I, I really do. I really feel like you, you're going to see a, a different, I think you'll see a different Sean Payton. Sean Payton might win coach of the year. They they might actually give it to him this time. Y'all act like we didn't go eight and one without Drew Brees. Thank you. If we can ball out with Taysom Hill and Teddy B, what makes you think that a quarterback that threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns won't thrive in this offense. That's all I'm saying. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand how or why we feel like the Saints can't win with Jameis Winston. Honestly, Jameis Winston is better than both of those guys. If, if, we, if we're just talking about upside and talent and ability, he's better than Teddy Bridgewater and he's better than Taysom Hill. The same O-line for the most part, Tom had uh, Jameis uh, had and was and we was number three in the league. So why Jameis couldn't do it? Because uh, he holds the ball 35 turnovers since 2015. Still today, nobody's high. Look, check this out. OK, first off, that's inaccurate about the old line. That is not the same old line. That's not the same old line that he had. Not the same left tackle. Not the same right tackle. Trifton Wharf is one of the best right tackles in football right now. And Donovan Smith, I think they actually got him uh, three of free agency. Uh, can somebody please tell me, uh, was um, was uh, Leonard Fournette on that team last year? No. Uh, was Rob Gronkowski on that team last year? No. Was Antonio Brown on that team last year? No. Was Antoine Warfield Jr. on that team last year? No. 
It's not the same team. You can't, like, every player that scored in the Super Bowl wasn't on the team last year. Ronald Jones was on the team last year, but he was hurt. He was in and out of the lineup. That was not the same team. That team was not structured the same way, and that was not, I repeat, was not the same offensive scheme that they was running. It wasn't until week nine after they came back from the bye that Bruce Arians finally swallowed his pride and got the playbook from New England and allowed Tom Brady to do what Tom Brady has done for the last 20 years, and that's what got them over the hump. A mixture of running the ball, checking it down, going to the open guy, you know what I'm saying, like not, not risking it too much. That, that's what got him over the hump. So, look, that was not the same team. That was not the same team Jameis was on. That was not the same offensive line. And, you know, there, there wasn't the same running backs. So I, I can't accept that. I can't. You can say for the most part, defensively, they were the same team. But at the same time, you replace Jameis with the all-time, you know, one of the arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Of course, you're going to see, uh, you know, you're going to see some mass production. I mean, this guy has six Super Bowl rings before he came to Tampa. I know we're not trying to compare him to. I know we're not trying to compare him to uh, Tom Brady. I know we not. I hope so. I hope we're not trying to compare. Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. TJ just said uh, Donovan Smith was a free agent. Okay, TJ, y'all clearly don't watch the bus because everything you said is inaccurate. Uh, okay, so Tristan Wirfs wasn't – so Tristan Wirfs, once again, once again, you take one thing that I probably got that's inaccurate and all of a sudden you just throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. So was Leonard Fournette a free agent? I mean, was he with the team last year? No. Was was Antonio Brown with the team? Rob Gronkowski. So all of a sudden, okay, Donovan, you know what I'm saying? You said Donovan was a free agent. So that's one player. So was Tristan Wurst with the team last year? Was, was he with the team last year? Yes or no? Did, did they struggle with offense? Did they struggle on the offensive line last year? Please tell me. Because last time I checked, Tom Brady basically said that he would come to Tampa on the grounds that they fixed the offensive line. So please tell me what, you know what I'm saying? Did they not spend a first round pick on the offensive line? Did they not switch around the offensive lineman from guard to center? Did they not do those things? And then on top of that, once again, are you really seriously sitting up here trying to argue that Jameis Winston is on the same level as a Tom Brady? Are you really sitting up here going to tell everybody, please, please let us know. Are you really going to sit up here and compare Jameis Winston to a quarterback that won six Super Bowls? That, don't, that makes absolutely no sense, man. I, can, I cannot believe we about to, we really sitting up here having this conversation. You're really sitting up here trying to compare Jameis Winston. Leonard stuck in the regular season. Gronk was uh, used mainly as a block tight end. AB was slightly used in the regular season. All of them scored in the Super Bowl. Leonard Fournette act like a plum beast the entire playoff run. 
dubbing him the name Playoff Lenny. Damn, I, I, I left to go out with my son uh, to sleep and come back and TJ letting Bucks fans have it. Look, all I'm saying is anybody that just think that Jameis Winston is a good quarterback. He's not all-time great. I mean, look, <laughs> Tom Brady just elevates the team altogether. Just his mere presence makes guys, you know what I'm saying, antennas go up. You know what I'm saying? Makes them want to play harder, faster. You're not going to tell me that. I, I, give, I give you one play. I give you one play. Here's the, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Okay, so it's the fourth quarter, NFC Championship game, right? NFC Championship game. There was a play. This was the options now. Tampa could kick a field goal or they could try to convert this play. Okay, that's just just what it is. Tom Brady goes back to pass, don't see that Mike Evans is open, and he just throws the ball away. Now, how many quarterbacks you know that are going to be mindful of situational football like that in order for Ryan Suckup to come in and kick a field goal? That right there just tells you the good from the great. To live to fight another day versus a guy that probably would have tried to force it in a Mike Evans and possibly be intercepted. That's, you know what I'm saying? That right there tells me that this team is not the same. Just based on that particular point right there. Can't tell me that, man. That was, that was not the same team. The conversation will always be they needed Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. They did. That, man, look, Tampa wasn't winning no Super Bowl for nobody else but Tom Brady. It's just as simple as that. Tom Brady, just, just like, like I said, his football IQ alone help them in certain situations like that. That like so many quarterbacks would have tried to fit that ball to Mike Evans regardless of the situation. Tom Brady realized throwing the ball down the field. Throwing the ball down the field, watching the way his defense was playing. Think about that play before, you know what I'm saying, he decided to, they decided to kick that field goal. He threw the ball down the field to Mike Evans. He threw it as far as he can. It got intercepted by Jair Alexander, but he realized that the defense was playing lights out, so they would have to drive the football field. And he realized that defense wasn't giving an inch. So instead of him possibly taking a sack, he threw the ball down there, so all there was was a glorified punt. That is situational football right there. That is the type of IQ that many football teams wish they had at the quarterback position. His presence alone, his presence alone is, is, you know what I'm saying, like just made that team much better. Tampa will not win the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. That's a fact, and I'm always going to miss Drew going to be in our hearts forever. Why are you talking about Tampa? I'm talking about Tampa because we got Tampa Bay fans in here, and I have to, I have to make that argument. That it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to compare – it's it's crazy to compare Jameis Winston to him. Y'all y'all ain't gonna win. I, I can I, honestly I can name at least twenty quarterbacks. If you put on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, y'all ain't going nowhere. Twenty. 
20 quarterbacks that I feel strongly y'all weren't going to y'all no Super Bowl. Just wasn't. Just wasn't. Bucks can talk smack all they want. They're the ones who drafted him. Good point. Watch Breeze last game. He passed Winston the torch. He said, it's your team now. That, that is exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. But as fate shall have, we will never uh, no champion. TJ, we opening up the lines. Uh, now I'm having I'm having little uh, issues with that. I tried to uh, usually I try to pre uh, stream uh, before to see if the phone lines are working. I was having like little issues, and every time like I call it, it start to freeze up, man. So I, I apologize for that. I know I said I was gonna take phone calls, but it's in every time I, like every time I tried to see it and, and test it out, it was freezing up. So I think there's something wrong with the connection. I actually had to lower. Normally, I've been uh, streaming in 1080p. I had to um, bump it down to 720 on this episode. So I do apologize, man. But definitely next time, I'm going I'm, to I'm have to call in ready. And I was ready to have, I was ready to take some calls too, man. Buck fans just mad because they got a quarterback, a quarterback that will be the next one to retire. And what will they do without Brady? Is a stubborn coach. Bucks needed a whole lot more than just a quarterback. Obviously, Brady uh, chose the Saints first. Like I said, that was the grounds. That was the grounds that they fixed the offensive line. That was that was that was the grounds of him coming there. That's the reason why they drafted Tristan Wirfs. Knowing Jameis at the time with his decision making, why would you let him uh, make that call? Knowing Jameis at the time with his decision making uh why would you let him make that call you're not gonna let him make that call you're not because he, he he's not he doesn't have enough skins on the wall and he, he he's and he doesn't have i won't say he don't have the football iq but he's not at that particular level it's only a few court like i said quarterbacks understand the situation like he did you're, you're not going to you're not going to see many quarterbacks do that you're not. So tell me what you think about Jameis Winston or turn this around on the field with the offensive play in the next season for real, for real. Uh, let's see. So tell me what you think about Jameis Winston or turn this around on the field with on offensive players in the next season for real. Not exactly um, sure what you're saying here, man. Um, are you saying that, do I think that they can turn it around with, with Jameis. Yeah. Look, I just feel like it's different, man. I, I just feel like it's different. Okay. You look at Dirk Cutter being a, a head coach. Dirk Cutter has Matt Ryan out there looking like slowing Atlanta. Right? I mean, you look at Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith, God bless him, good coach, but mostly a defensive-minded coach more so than offensive. You know, I mean, so – Tampa really never really had like stability when it came to the coaching. Like, I mean, look, I like Bruce Arians. I, I do. I, I, I was glad when he got another coaching job. I just like him, you know, a, as a as a coach, as a person. He seemed like a cool guy. But he he is very, very stubborn. He's a stubborn guy. He wants things his way. And he's a prideful guy. And if it doesn't work, 
is not anything wrong with him. It's something wrong with you. And I just feel like Jameis never really had a fair shake. I know I don't think that nobody really just sat down and just asked Jameis what would he like to do, or kind of like undress him to try to you know what I'm saying and show him that you know there's there's so many ways that you can build a house. I don't want to say skin the cat because I feel like that's insensitive. But I said baby with the bath water. <laughs> now we don't want to throw the baby out. We don't want to skin the cat. But um, but anyway, um, you know, I, I just feel like Sean Payton is going to get him where he needs to be. And right now, I have to recognize the sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. I have to uh talk about Manscape, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Look, COVID spring break is just around the corner. And you know what that means? Spring break in your pants. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops. Even Victoria Cornerstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. For everyone preparing for the pants party this spring break, I have an exclusive 20% off deal for you. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com, search State of the Saints, use the promo code, excuse me, State of the Saints, all one word, you will save 20% off. I recommend a lawnmower 3.0. It's a a waterproof hair trimmer. So check it out, man, manscaped.com, your place for all of your grooming needs for this spring break. And, you know, I mean, y'all got to get it ready, right? You know what I'm saying? I know everybody, for the most part, gets stimulated. You know what I'm saying? You want to you know what I'm saying? Look your best, feel your best. Check out Manscaped. Once again, promo code State of Saints. And, uh, you know, got some got some really uh, good merchandise there, man. Check them out. Piano Dean, thank you very much for the $5. Says, except for Jesus Christ himself, Drew Brees has probably healed more broken hearts than uh, any other person who ever lived. <laughs> that is true, Piano Dean. And, Unfortunately, over the last couple of years, he broke some as well. But uh, for the most part, he has healed more hearts than broke. I can tell you that. But definitely going to miss number nine, Piano Dean. Thank you very much for the $5, my friend. Uh, they constantly keep on talking off the no- uh, noise from outside Tampa, uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay. Uh, players and Falcons keep trolling on about our legend. Drew Brees retired yesterday. Boy, we're going to beat them dirty birds in a dome in the next season for sure yeah man i just think that they feel like we're them you know like you lose one player you ain't got nothing else but i mean that's just the way y'all structured y'all probably have stability now with terry fontenot former saints assistant general manager terry fontenot by the way uh y'all probably have more depth and stability now but not so much not so much back in the day see the saints try to build their team. They try to make sure that their team is deep. If y'all lose one player, y'all are done for the season because y'all didn't know how to, y'all didn't know how to draft. Y'all don't know how to build. And it is what it is. Mama giving a shout out to Ghostface Griller. Man, y'all give my mom a shout out, man. My mom uh, celebrated her birthday on Saturday. So, uh, you know, happy belated birthday to my mom. Man, y'all give my mom a shout out. She celebrated her birthday. TJ, give me your Saints pick number 28. I bet it's a cornerback. Yeah, it's a cornerback. Cornerback is more important to me. Uh, It's up there with a quarterback almost. You know what I'm saying? Because 
you know, teams throw the ball a whole lot, a lot, a lot. And um, yeah, you you need you need a cornerback, man. You need you need you definitely need a cornerback. So they definitely need to get one. If they don't address that in free agency, they definitely need to address it in the draft. I say Breeze is number two behind me when it comes to healing hearts. <laughs> Jesus, thank you very much. Uh, I have to put um, Dr. Charles Drew in there as well. You know, so I have to say uh, Jesus and then Dr. Charles Drew, you know what I'm saying, who, who performed the first successful open heart surgery. So I'm going to have to give it to Dr. Charles Drew. <laughs> The cool man says, what up, brother? Just want to say I've been a Saints fan since I was like five. And I'm sincerely excited about what I think Jameis uh, can do for us and confused on the hate acting like the dude is a scrub. Yeah, I don't understand that either. But we all know the best way to a, a Saints fan heart is winning. You know, that's, that's one thing about uh, Saints fans and people from New Orleans. If you do something for them, they will never forget it ever I, I don't care you know i don't care if it's buying them something or <laughs> treating them extremely nice but if you win some football games you're gonna forever be in the hearts of a saints fan i mean teddy bridgewater went like that and then everybody started chanting teddy when he went on that five game winning streak you were probably one of those saints fans that was calling him trash two three years ago uh the thing about it is, uh, if he was playing, I mean, if people were saying he was playing bad, it would justify it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It would justify it. So <laughs> here's the thing. You know, like, I don't understand this whole turning on people thing. Like, oh, man, you was rooting for him at first, and then he started struggling. Now you're talking about him. Well, of course. <laughs> Shoot, if, if Look. If if he's not playing to the, the level that which you remember him, of course you're gonna mention that. You're gonna be like, "What's wrong with him?" So I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with that at all. TJ, give me your thoughts on JSU football thus far. I see they gave Valley the business blowout city. Yeah, man, Jackson State doing anything this year, man. They three and zero right now. Um, Deion Sanders is doing a really good job. My only concern is uh, somebody going to snatch him up because of how charismatic he is and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't I, I really feel like Deion Sanders is not designed to be at Jackson State for a long period of time. I'll say about two, three years tops. Maybe he'll probably stay there for another, you know, like the entire time. His son is there no more than four years. Uh, but I, I can't see that as a long term thing, especially if he has success. If he starts winning and bringing in those four and five star recruits, and Jackson State start running the table and beating teams to sleep, yeah, he he not gonna be at Jackson State for long. TJ, you should tell them the story. I'll be ripping them. Told you in that email. They should know. Uh, okay. Uh, apparently, uh, I'll be ripping them. Um, send me an email and um. Apparently, I'll be ripping him was at the store and he was talking to a cashier. I don't know if he was at a Walmart or another store. And he uh, was, you know, being flirtation and stuff like that. 
the cashier was feeling uh apparently uh, i'd be ripping him had a mask on couldn't really see him he asked the uh cashier for a number she was willing to give it to him she asked him to pull down his mask and she realized that i'd be ripping him was a black man and she started to snap off okay and he said that he just felt like that was you know that, that really made him feel bad it hurt him you know what i'm saying to for him to you know, for that to happen to him. Um, sorry that happened to you, man. You know, I, you know, they got some uh, cruel people out here in this world. But, you know, the best thing about it is, man, for all the hatred and division they have in this world, man, they got some great people. You know, and, and that's one thing, you know, about football that I love, you know, that no matter what color you are, you know what I'm saying, what, what walk of life you come from, if you cheering for the same team, you know, like, you know, it, it binds you together. That's that's the magic of sports, right? And you're in the Superdome. You're seeing people from all different walks of life, people screaming to the top of their lungs, 63, 64,000 people. And they screaming in unison, man, and they're all doing it for the same reason, to disrupt the offense, to distract them, that the Saints can get uh, an, an advantage. You know what I mean? So – I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, if we would just tie our life the way that we we tie to sports, I think we'll be fine. You know, they do have hatred in this world, unfortunately, but there, there's some great people in this world. And I, I don't want us to ever forget that. You know, sometimes, you know, you start looking at the listening to the news and you start listening to some of these articles and all this stuff is just warped to get ratings and get your attention. But we can't forget about the great people that are in this world, man. And we can't allow like certain people uh, to distract us from the people that we've known our whole life, no matter what color they are. The people that makes us, you know, it gives us happiness, you know what I'm saying? Our friends. And we can't let like, you know, certain things divide us. Because I do think in some cases, things are put in place to divide us. But if you know a person was a great person your whole life, uh, I don't feel like that person just stops being a great person. And I don't think we need to prejudge people either. Because when we do that, I've said this before, we miss out on getting to know great people. So I always remember that, man. Don't judge anybody based on the color of their skin. But like Dr. Martin Luther King said about the content of their character. All right. And character still matters. CT, uh, thank you very much for the $2 says, what's the center uh, Henson uh, there last year? I'm not sure. To my uh, Tampa Bay fan, uh, Steve, was, was he there last year? Okay, yeah, okay. Jensen, okay, Jensen, okay, not Henson. Yeah, Jensen was there. Yeah. Jameis to the Steelers, <laughs> that's her loss. Exactly, man. Like, if if you know you have something to offer and somebody just want to just hate on you based on the color of your skin, I mean, yeah, the color of your skin, forget them then. You know, like, they, they missing out on something great. They missing out on something great, man. So I, I wouldn't even sweat that. You're better off in the first place. That must be that Louisiana water you drinking this morning. <laughs> 
Uh, Saints getting sloppy seconds. Jameis Winston from us. We got Brady Super Bowl 21, 22, and 23 bucks. Saints, uh, Saints to, uh, suck. Robot account. Well, look, I, I, I like your optimism, but y'all got more than the Saints to worry about. When you're the Super Bowl champion, you become the, the hunted. So I'm interested to see how this team is going to fare out now that everybody knows how good they are. Y'all about to get everybody's best shot. I'm not saying that y'all going to be bad. Wouldn't surprise me if y'all end up winning the division. But I still think y'all going to get every team best shot. And y'all going to be battle tested by the when it's all said and done. Uh, y'all don't even know the players. Of course. I mean, come on now, Steve. Come on now, Steve. You expect for Saints fans. Okay, look. Uh, look, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. No doubt about it, Steve. But this is called the State of the Saints podcast, okay, where we talk New Orleans Saints. What we do here is focus on Saints football. So I wouldn't expect Saints fans to know every player on the Falcons team or every player on the Panthers team or every player on the Bucks team because we're not really designed to focus on every single player. We don't go through the 53-man roster of the Bucks. We focus on the Saints. So if, if somebody gets the name wrong of a, of a player, of course. I mean, that comes with the territory. Because I hate to say it, man, but we don't care like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the topic of the show was about Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Now, out of respect, and we appreciate you being here, if you put your comment, of course, I'm going to say something about it. And, you know, I'm going to give you dialogue and, you know, and back and forth because you you respect us enough and respect me enough to send a comment. But we only care mostly about the New Orleans Saints here. That, that's, all I, that's, all, that's all we care. We care about the Saints, right? We care about the Saints. That's the most important priority here on the state of the Saints <laughs> podcast. And we realize, man, we know our show is dope. And we know that we got great commentary. And we know we get you laughing. And we get your blood boiling because we talking about them. And, and, and I, I know that I am the host. And, you know, we have fun here. And we're glad that you're here. But make no mistake about it. This is the state of the Saints. And we only care about <laughs> Saints football <laughs> overall. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're talking about you, we're focusing on how the Saints can beat you all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but you can't expect that. I'm pretty sure you don't know every single player on the Saints team, Steve. And like I said, we we appreciate you being here. Like, I really do. Like, you know, come back anytime. Feel free to, to put your comments down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we enjoy, you know, the opposition. But it's the state of Saints. I mean, I wouldn't expect everybody to know every player on any other team in the NFC South. But like I said, we're glad you're here, Steve. Come back anytime, my friend. Uh, Tampa will not let Jameis go. Uh, <laughs> you guys have the GOAT and you won a championship. Y'all should be celebrating, talking about how good Brady is. Uh, you would rather talk about your ex. <laughs> yeah man uh look i mean he's here now and hopefully we can 
get some type of success with them pending they get this contract situation solved. They talking like they drafted and developed Brady. Brady is a product of Bill and the Patriots, not the Buck. Brady brought all his Patriot away with him and players. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, I mean, look. This could have easily been the Saints if Drew would have retired last year. I want y'all to understand this. Like, he wasn't coming to you all if the Saints would have uh, decided to get him and Drew Brees would have retired. I just want to make that perfectly clear. Like, the Saints were his first choice. Like, not Tampa. <laughs> you know I'm saying, like, like if 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 Sean would have said Drew is retiring, um, Tom Brady would have been in the wall and Saints. So, not only are y'all sloppy seconds in this division of NFC South for the title, y'all also sloppy seconds when it comes to Tom Brady. But I mean, I'm glad that y'all won a Super Bowl, but. Understand that it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened if Drew Brees would have walked away. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not, look, this ain't sour grapes. I'm telling y'all, this is a fact. The New Orleans Saints was his first choice. Like, y'all basically, like, got the, the lucky lottery ticket. But, man, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. I'll just go ahead and read. I'm going to go ahead and read one more comment. They might know that the whole roster, TJ, we that good. Yeah, they probably do. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I wouldn't expect for them to know. Like, if, if they start naming off all 53 players on a 53-man roster, I would be highly shot. I'd be highly shot. So I, I wouldn't expect for them to know them. You know? So, I mean, of course you're going to, you know. I just don't understand, like, some players, like, some people that know, like, key players on the Saints team and still be getting their name wrong. Like, people be calling them Jamison, Jamison Winston. <laughs> Jamison. Like, uh, I, I think, you know, for like, I can understand if you don't know who JT Gray is or something. Like, or, you know, I, I don't know, man, or Justin Hardy or, you know, somebody like that. Like, I, I wouldn't expect for you to know who Zach Wood is. You know, like, if you didn't know who those guys were, I'd be like, okay. But Jameis Winston, calling them Jameson, you know, and T- and Tyson Hill, and nah, bro, I can't, I can't let you have that. <laughs> I need you to know the core players. I'll let you go with some with some role players now. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know who Danny Green is, you know what I'm saying, I won't hold that against you. You know, but if you don't know who Kawhi Leonard is or – uh, Pascal Siakam, you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate you all's time. Thank you so much to all those that donated. And before we get up out of here, please, man, just take a few minutes. Everybody, right now, right now, just go ahead and hit that like button for your boy. Show support to the State of the Saints podcast to help the show grow. We are approximately 70 subscribers away. From 6,000 subscribers, man. Yes, the State of the Saints podcast. TJ Jones is about to be the sixth guy on them, boy. <laughs> 6,000 subscribers, man. So if you have not already, please hit the like button. If you have not already, please hit the subscription button. Please be that one person that helped me get to 6,000. Don't be like, man, I ain't about to hit that subscription button, man. Nah, man, show your boy some love, man. We work hard here on the State of the Saints podcast to give you all great content. 
uh, man, we, we trying to get some uh, guys in the work, man. I actually uh, just uh, finished talking to uh, uh, um, Brian McFadden. I just finished talking to Brian McFadden. Hopefully we can get him on the State of Saints podcast. Some of you probably know who Brian McFadden is. He has his own podcast on CBS Sports. He also played cornerback uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. So he has his own sports podcast. Want to get him on the show. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully I can chop it up when he'll try to get him on here. As well as some other people during the week, man. I want to try to hit up some of the Saints beat writers, man. Try to see if I can get John DeShazer back on the show. Maybe uh, Mike Dettelier. Hear them talk about Drew Brees, man. Guys that that had a relationship with Drew Brees who, you know what I'm saying, who had conversations with him, man, and and, and talk about some of those moments as well and what, you know what I'm saying, Drew, mean, Drew Brees meant to them. So help you know, the show grow. Hit the subscription button. Go ahead and hit that like button, man, so we can, you know, grow the show, elevate the show. We're doing big things here on the State of the Saints podcast. It's full speed ahead, and uh, I'm looking forward to giving you all great content, no doubt about it. Uh, go to Facebook.com. Uh, search the state of the saints podcast follow the facebook page previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm thank you all so much enjoy the rest of your day embrace the change and like always all i gotta say is who that <laughs>